be seated. It's a good atmosphere in here today. Uh, Jesus is in the house, and and we want to thank Him for our mothers. And I've asked, or we've asked uh, Jeremy Ruddick to come up and say a word over our mothers today, or something the Lord's put on His heart, because we do honor our mothers in Jesus' name, and we thank you, mothers. Uh, for all you've done and the way you blessed us. But Jeremy? Well, good morning, everybody, and happy Mother's Day. Day. Welcome to the Lord's house today. So blessed and happy to see you. I also want you to know that today is National Lost Sock Day. So, (laughs) mothers, I'm going to say at five o'clock today, listen for that purge horn to go off. All those single socks out there go today. They're gone. Teresa had sent me a, uh, a text message or a Facebook message and um, stated that she had been tasked with kind of getting the gifts and being a part of the being the, the person that puts on the Mother's Day um, presentation. She said she was praying on what she should do when she came, when the idea came to her. She stated, I was the one that was put on her heart to do the presentation. She, of course, told me her idea, which I thought was a really good one, and then broke it to me that she would like for me to be the speaker. I immediately knew that I was supposed to comply with her request and commit to doing it. So I said, of course I will help. I would love to help you. While I'm saying that or typing that with my thumbs, imagine the eye rolls and the, oh my goodness, I don't do this kind of stuff. Then it hit me. Uh Uh-oh. I will be speaking in front of people. With cameras. Well, multiple cameras. I mean, there's a reason that I sit in a cage without vocal microphones, and hit things, okay? If you've ever been to one of my Sunday school classes, I always like to come up with acronyms for whatever our topic is that day. And today our topic is mother. So I found three acronyms that I really liked, and I wanted to just share those with you today. Now, the first one is not in order. It doesn't start, you know, with M and go down. So just bear with me on this first one. Um, But it's amazing, loving, Nurturing, happy, beautiful, and caring. The second one is magnificent, outstanding, tender, honorable, extraordinary, and remarkable. Magnificent, the one and only teacher, helper, everlasting love, and role model in Christ. Now, today we are not speaking to one mother. We are speaking to all mothers Plural. So, I feel like we need to add an S on the end of that. When I think of mother, I think of sacrifice. What does sacrifice mean? It's the act of giving up something for yourself to help someone else. When I think of sacrifice, I think of mothers. And no, not the animal or the occasional husband sacrifice. But the sacrifice of time, of energy, and effort. 
that mothers put into their children, their jobs, their families, or whatever other million tasks that you are presented with each day. Moms are usually the last ones to sit down at the table because you've helped everyone else prepare. The last one to get ready for the day as you've already gotten everybody else going. And the last one for their head to hit the pillow at night. Only for you to get up before everyone else the next day and make sure that we are all ready for our day. And you probably add about 6 to 113 extra things to do the next day. I was raised by a single mother and have seen and recognized true sacrifice of oneself for someone else that I feel only a mother can do. Many of us have seen the true sacrifice made by mothers, wives, sisters. I go to the ultimate sacrifice, the sacrifice of Mary. Mary was the mother of Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. She was a willing servant, trusting in God and obeying his call only to make the ultimate sacrifice of her son, Jesus, the Savior of the world. I'm sure most of you have seen the Passion of the Christ. Most will remember seeing the blood or the scorned body of Jesus or what he went through. But what I remember is Mary's face. The look of love and compassion and understanding and unavailing faith that only a mother can have. I see that same look all across this room. I doubt there's anything more valuable to any of us other than Christ's love than the love of a mother. Mothers are the key to our lives and we all are eternally grateful for everything that you do. We will have a key for each mother after the service. So as you guys exit, there will be kids out there with some baskets. Make sure to grab your key as a, just a token and a remembrance that without a key, you don't go anywhere. You don't get in it anywhere. On a closing note, I have two comments. Hey, Cooper Ruddick's mom, you'll never need a key because I will open every door for you. Hey, Larry Garfield, you don't need a key because you have the hammer. (laughs) Happy Mother's Day. She brought a hammer with her. Dad, did that, dad gave you that for Mother's Day? Who? I can't see that far. Oh. Man, I'm glad the presence of the Lord is in this place. If you're a mother today, or, and, and I always say that uh, my Aunt Shay had a big effect on my life, and she never was a, had her own kid, per se, but she affected many lives. But, but mothers, let's stand across the room, and, and I want to say a prayer over you today and give the Lord praise for you. And again, we've had him do that already, but let's give the Lord praise for these ladies. Across the room. And, and Father, we thank you for these ladies, that these women that you put in our lives. And, and Lord, we praise your name for them. Uh, Father, we thank you that in Jesus' name that you've made them into the people that they are and the, uh, the attributes that follow them that Jeremy talked about today. 
uh, are all because of you and you that, that send them. And Lord, we just thank you for these mothers today. We ask that you continue to bless them. Father, that you continue to renew them and refresh them because uh, I know it can be difficult at times, especially in this day and age. And, and the old devil likes to attack us and tell us we're not doing a good job. And so, Father, we speak against any thoughts like that in Jesus' name. And, Lord, we just ask that your Holy Spirit refreshes our mothers and renews them in your kingdom and in your righteousness. And, and Lord, that we thank you again for walking with them. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Man, I, I know what you mothers go through. Uh, the sacrifice my mom had to make for Mark and Brian is just unbelievable. And, and all the things that they did. And she told me many times, Mark and Brian, if you're watching, that, that I was all that kept her going. And, and so, see, she's, she's shaking her head. And, and I think that's a prayer of agreement, but, but, um, but, yes, I know, I know. Um, but anyway, uh, this sermon is is really neat today. I think it, everything we're talking about kind of ties into it. But I found out that uh, Teresa was doing the key thing. And, and I've got one of the keys that you're going to be receiving as you leave today, ladies, and make sure you all get one. But it'll help you remember uh, the scripture that God has put on my heart today. And it's Matthew 16, 18, and 19. And, and we're talking about Pentecost uh, the third week now, and the sermon title's Master Key. And, and we hold the master key to the kingdom of God. And, and the believers do. If you're not a believer today, you need to accept Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. And because you hold the master key to the kingdom of God. Uh, the other thing that I'd say today that, that reminds you, mothers and fathers and everybody today that, 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 Believers, you hold the keys to the kingdom, the master key. And we're going to get into that a little bit later today. But, but how does that relate to the Holy Spirit? And man, the Lord just opened this up. And instead of talking about how the Lord opened it up for 10 minutes, I'm just going to jump into it. So Matthew chapter 16, verses 18 and 19. And, and again, I'll be reading from the ESV. And this is Matthew 16, 18 and 19. Now, when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the son of man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, others say Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona. For flesh and, and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I want us to get that to, today. The Holy Spirit was given by God, and he's the one that speaks all things to us, that teaches us all things. Verse 17, And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. 
And Father, we do thank you for your word. And Lord, I ask that it ministers. Lord, your word will minister, Lord. And I ask that we open our hearts to receive your word today in Jesus' name. I ask that the words you give me would be clear in Jesus' name. And again, Lord, we praise your name. But but I added in this morning the first point, and I had four points, but but I added one more in because as I was reading this this morning, it, it jumped out at me, who do you say Jesus is? You know, uh, Jesus was asking Peter this question, but but I believe the Lord is asking us that same question today. Who do you say Jesus is? Who is Jesus in your life? Is he a man in a story? Is he a Bible good character? Is he a superhero? Is he a carpenter? Or is he Lord of your life? Who is Jesus to you? I was, I was a miserable puppy until I totally understood Jesus was the son of the living God. And I think that that's the reason that the Lord was trying to, to let Peter know by the, the Holy Spirit that he would be given the kings of the kingdom, keys of the kingdom. But it came from recognizing who Jesus was. And I think a lot of times we don't recognize who Jesus is. And we go through life battered and bruised because we don't realize that the believer holds the key to the kingdom. And that we have power and authority over every situation in our life to bind and to loose. But we've got to recognize that Jesus is the son of the living God. Amen. And we've got to come into contact with that. And what happens is, is when we don't really fully engage that, we get into no man's land. And no man's land during the World War I and World War II was in between the Germans and the Americans. And you didn't want to get caught in no man's land because you were being shot at by both sides. And I think a lot of believers get in no man's land because they're getting, they're getting shot and beat up by Satan, but they don't realize the power and authority they have with God that, that adores them. And, and so they're getting beat up. And so that's why this, the Holy Spirit, I think, is putting this on my heart today is that we need to recognize who the son of the living God is. You see, when Peter recognized who the son of God was, what were the four things that come out of Jesus' heart? But you're going to be blessed because you recognized I was a son of the living God. Because you recognize I was a son of the living God, Peter, you're going to realize that I have a plan for your life and it's going to be an awesome plan. Peter, you recognize me as the Son of God and all authority has been given to you. Peter, you've recognized that again, I'm the Son of Man and all power has been released to you. And that's what jumped out at me from this scripture today that, that when Peter was born again in, in John chapter 20 and was filled with the Holy Spirit, all four of these things just exploded in his life. And the Lord reminded me that when we repent, and repent, all that is, is, is to receive forgiveness of sins. That when we repent and that we recognize that Jesus is the Son of God by believing, we too will receive blessings 
We will receive a plan for our life, the authority and power to accomplish it. We hold the keys to the kingdom. So we need to recognize Jesus is the son of the living God. And so we look at that first word when we recognize that, and when Peter recognized that Jesus was the son of God, he said, you're blessed. And blessed here means happy. And I know that most places, blessed means happy. But 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 if you break it down by Barnes' uh, 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 concordance or study Bible or commentary, blessed here means happy. It means honored. It means manifestation of a proper spirit. It means entitled, approved, and recognized of God. Man, happy is feeling... Uh, pleasure and showing pleasure and being content. Man, we need to be content as Americans. And the way to get that is to receive and recognize Jesus is the Son of God and He will bless us with contentment. Most of us are dying to be honored, honored and, and, and dying to be regarded and respectful. We want people to recognize us. When you realize that Jesus is the Son of God, God recognizes you, and that's all that matters. You will be honored by God. You will manifest a, a proper spirit, which means that God's Holy Spirit is all over you. Man, we ought to be jumping for joy. It's like that display out there. I've been talking about when that display's moving, it's showing the fire and the doves and the wind that represent the Holy Spirit that's here all the time. When we recognize Jesus is the Son of God, that Holy Spirit is in us and it's pouring out of us. And that's a blessing. That's a blessing. When we recognize Jesus is the Son of God, we're entitled Meaning we don't deserve anything, but because of Jesus, we get all things. We get the privileges and the special treatment that Jesus, the Son of God, got Himself. We are blessed. We are forgiven. And then recognize, intended from, uh, 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 from having encountered them before. We are recognized. God knows who you are. And God really emphasized that in the Sunday school class this morning. That, that we need to realize God knows who we are. God cares about us. God loves us. We are blessed. The second thing we see here that, that the born again believer, man, I tell you, um, last night, Joe and Carrie Meadows, I was totally blessed. Uh, when I was given Lake and I always kid you, your kids. And I was giving her a hard time, and we were going back and forth like we do. And, and I was, I said, well, I'm going to go. And I started walking from the party, and she goes, Pastor, see you at church tomorrow. And that took me back. It, it really took me back. How old is she, by the way? Five. A five-year-old has been so blessed and touched by God from recognizing God in her life that it was on her radar that church was tomorrow. I don't think, I was trying to think, I don't remember the last time I left somewhere on Saturday and somebody said, Pastor, looking forward to seeing you tomorrow at church. But she recognized, and she recognizes who the Son of God is. And she gets touched and she's blessed. And I commend you because you've done a good job of parenting 
But she also picked up on that. And she walks that and she lives in that. But the second thing here, I was chasing a rabbit, but it just kept welling in my mind. But, but the born-again believer has been given a plan. Uh, Jesus said to Peter when he recognized he was the son of the living God, that on this rock I will build my church. God's plan is based on building his kingdom and not yours. And I think that we get that misconception that I get saved and I live for God. He's going to give me everything I want. When really, you don't know what you want. And God does. And he recognizes who you are. And and he begins to take you in that direction, that plan that he has for your life. You know, that, that day, I don't think Peter was like, man, I'm going to build the church. I don't even think he realized what God was speaking over him. And this is where the Holy Spirit, this is what got me in this vein this week. But, but, but Peter didn't go back to fishing after Jesus died on the cross because Jesus said, go save disciples sin. So Peter's plan was fishing. God's plan was fishing for men. And so we need to get a hold of that, that, that sometimes we're chasing our plans and not God's plans. And I tell you what, guys, if you start chasing God's plans first, all these other things are going to come into play. Uh, yesterday or this week that, that I've been so busy, I've been trying to spray my, my yard. And I've been trying to, to, to get the weed killer out because I've taken a lot of time to get it looking good because I love my mom. Happy Mother's Day. And, and, and anyway... I just couldn't get there, and every time I tried, go out there, then the the pump wouldn't work. It wouldn't. It was uh, it, it just it, it just wasn't sucking, and and it was vapor locked or whatever. It wouldn't take a prime, and it was aggravating to me, and I didn't have time, and and so I'd go back to doing the things of the Lord, and and I just kept pushing through, and and just said, Lord, I sure would like for that to work. Yesterday I went in to start the mower, and I just plugged the thing in, and it worked. And what I'm trying to say is when you focus on God's dreams, he'll see that everything else takes place. And to me, that was a miracle. I worked for a long time to get that pump off and on for the last week and a half. But I didn't allow it to affect what God's called me to do. And anyway, sometimes our plans aren't God's plans, but but really what we desire is God's plans. That made a lot of sense, didn't it? But get this, Peter, he didn't go back to fishing. You know, Peter went to the upper room and, and sought the Holy Spirit. He recognized Jesus, Son of God, listened to Jesus, sought the Holy Spirit, and bam, he was filled with the Holy Spirit, and he just starts preaching. And guess what? That day, unknowingly, unknowingly, I don't think he recognized the result of that day, that he literally established the first Jewish church, 3,000 people were saved. Do we think about that? I don't think Peter really 100% understood what God said to him through Jesus. Peter, on this rock, I'll build my church. By the way, Peter means stone or rock. So he's saying, Peter, I'm going to build my church on you. And Peter just follows Jesus, recognizes he's the son of God, Follows the Holy Spirit, is baptized in the Holy Spirit, just starts preaching God's word, and boom, 3,000 were saved. And guess what? He's got a church to deal with. Amen. And guess what? He preached again, and 5,000 were saved. Hey, 
There's a church. Hey, Jesus, I, I see your plan now, Jesus. I, I see what you're trying to do now. In two, Acts 2.42 and Acts 4.32, it talks about the church. But he moved towards God and God moved him towards his plan. And it was build the kingdom of God. I believe every dream and every plan God has, the end result is that you're going to be grown in the kingdom of God or you're going to help somebody else to do it. And so if you're pursuing things that aren't doing that, I would second guess what you're doing. Because you should be making other Christians and making yourself a better Christian in all that you do. Well, that wasn't the end of it. Peter continued to seek God and he literally established a path for the Gentiles to be born again. You see, the Gentile, the church wasn't open to the Jews. The, the, the Christianity salvation wasn't open to the Jews at the time. It was to God, but, but the people weren't getting that. But again, he recognized that Jesus is the Son of God. He spent time in the Holy Spirit, seeking the Holy Spirit. Boom, he meets Cornelius, which is a Roman soldier Gentile. And most of us are in here are Gentiles, so we love this. And God says, these people can be saved, Peter. And on that day, they repented of their sins, except they were then baptized in the Holy Spirit and then were water baptized. Whereas in Acts chapter 2, 38, they repented of their sins for the forgiveness, or repented for the forgiveness of sins, were water baptized and then filled with the Holy Spirit. Do you notice the three things that follow those that live for Jesus? That you repent for the forgiveness of sin. There's a life-changing experience. You don't go back to your old ways. You get that? And then you're water baptized, and then you're baptized in the Holy Spirit. That's what all of God's plans should point to. And the end result should be that. (sighs) I don't know. I thought my plan was to be a farmer like my dad. Then I thought my plan was to retire at Freeman Hospital, but God's plan was for me to be here. And as we press into recognizing Jesus as the Son of God and listening to the Holy Spirit in our life, He will move us in that direction. You know, I don't mean this facetiously, but but Gary and Paula Dunn will not be known as farmers. I believe they're going to be known as missionaries. Farming was just the job that provided the means. Joe Manival, I don't think you're going to be recognized as a banker. You're an awesome banker. But but you're going to be recognized as being a powerful powerful worship leader and taking the church to the kingdom of God and to advancing our relationship. Wilma McKibben, Jane Garfield, you're going to be known as someone who poured into our children. You already are. You're not going to be, I mean, you'll be known as a good housewife. You put up with Walt. I mean, you're going to be known as a good woman. But but you're known for the way you pour in to children, the kingdom of God. You see where I'm heading today? You know, Doris Garfield, you're going to be known as the best mother in the world. You're awesome, and you're my favorite mother ever. I had to say that because I know Mark and Brian got your presents already, and I haven't, so... But it's truth. Man, to put up with us three lugheads, it's proof. It's proof. We won't be known for the plans that we created, the kingdoms that we built on earth, but we'll be known for fulfilling God's plan 
which is building his kingdom. Jesus said, come you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison <clears throat> and you came to me. Matthew twenty-five thirty-four. We have God's kingdom to build. Spend your time, your tithe and your talent on something that will last forever. Man, we could do so much more if people would just tithe correctly. We could do so much more if people would just give of their offering. We could do so much more if people would just give us their talents. Right now, Giselle is short one week a month in Kingdom Comes Children's Church. Uh, and I appreciate everybody that's covering that. We're covering it every week. But a church this side, we shouldn't be struggling with getting people to use their talents. We have a lot to offer the Lord, but we need to recognize his plan for our life. And as I spoke to the Sunday school, God has given us all giftings, talents, things to for us to use to build his kingdom. To build him in our own lives. And how are we using them correctly? The third thing, the born-again believer has been given the master key to heaven. Jesus said, I'll give you the keys of the kingdom. Keys represent authority. Uh, uh, when I was at Freeman, it, it, it was a big deal. The keys were huge because that meant power and authority, and that's what a key means. But at Freeman, I started out at the lowest level to have a key. And as I moved up the ladder, they would give me a different level of key each time I moved up the ladder. And the last key they gave me fit, I had a key to any facility at Freeman Hospital when I quit. I could walk into any office, walk into any door, and nothing was keeping me out. They gave me full authority. Even here at church, we have a key. We have one key, and they're A, B, C, D, E, F. If you got an F, you have the authority to get in the foyer, which is out here in the basketball court. If you have a D as in dog, you can get into the foyer. You can get into the Sunday school classrooms. If you got a C as in cat, you can get into the foyer classrooms in the media area. And that's getting you a lot more authority because media is pretty important. And we just don't want anybody in there touching and moving things. If you got a B as in boys, you've got the foyer, you've got the classrooms, you got the media room, and now you've got all the offices. Except for the senior pastors. But if you got an A, you have all authority at Oakton to go anywhere you want. Okay? And just so you know, that same key fits Golden City. It fits Carthage. And you're going to get in some doors at Carthage. You're going to get in some doors at Golden City. But you got to have a certain level to get in other rooms. The key represents authority. You getting where I'm going here? God has given you all authority through this key. You have the key, the master key to the kingdom of God. And what, what really, really gets me here is that, that, that God automatically gives us the master key. When we, when we believe Jesus is the son of the living God, we are, we receive the master key to heaven. But you know who puts levels on it? You do. 
I can't do it. You're down to a level F. I can just get in the foyer. I can't teach. You're down to a level F. You see where I'm going here? God has given you all authority in your life. Everything that, 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 that made Jesus run makes you run. That's a Holy Spirit. You have all authority. Man, if we have enough keys, Teresa, we've got one we can give to everybody. Because we need to recognize we have been given all authority. Jesus said himself, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. I therefore, he's saying, I give it to you. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you to the end of the age. All authority has been given to you. But if you don't ask, you won't receive. If you don't knock, the door won't be open. And we got to move out into those things. What what blesses me is our mission statement. When we're to go to all the world, Jesus is saying, I'm going to give you all authority to do all these things. And I wasn't planning on preaching that, but I think there's five things that Jesus said you would do. And, and at the very end of that was what I was wanting to read to you. He says, then to the disciples went out. They went out and with that authority and they preached everywhere. The Lord worked with them. And he backed up his word by signs that went with it. They went out. They had the master key. They went out. Peter, silver and gold I don't have, but what I do have, get up in the name of Jesus. Authority to heal. You know, guys, I'll be honest with you. It really bothers me what I hear. Yeah, if it's God's will to heal me, I'll be healed. That bothers me, to be honest with you. Because at the cross, Jesus not only took for the forgiveness of sins, he, he healed us by his stripes we were healed. Well, but pastor, I prayed for healing and this person died. Well, first off, Jesus commanded us to pray for healing, but, but the ultimate healing is eternal life. Amen. Do you guys realize that all, one day we're going to die and that's why we're here choosing where we're spending eternity? The keys of the kingdom have been released and I would pray for healing over everybody because they're going to get it if they're a believer one way or another. Jesus, I get tired of hearing, well, that's just the way my child is. No, you have the keys to the kingdom to bring deliverance to your child. You know, that's just the way life is. I got to put up with this. Are you miserable? We just start out blessed are those that recognize Jesus is the king of kings. You're blessed. You're not miserable. And I'm not saying you're not going to go through hard times. Actually, when you're going through the hard times, it should press you into Jesus more and you experience more of his blessings. Encounter him even more. But do we realize that we hold the key to the kingdom when we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. But we're the one that put levels on it. I, I'll be honest with you. I think that, that lots of believers put level, levels on it for one simple reason. They're not going to believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I'll be saved, but I'm not going to believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Then you just put limits on God. Okay, I'll be saved... But I'm not going to believe in tongues as a prayer language. 
then you just put a limit on God. Because he's given you full authority in heaven. You follow me today? Well, I'm always dumb. God will give you wisdom. You just limited God when you said that. We have been given the master key to the kingdom. Four, the born-again believer has been given the power to accomplish God's plan. Jesus said, whatever you bind on earth and loose on earth shall be bound and loose in heaven. Verse 19. In layman's term, I'm going to read this from a children's Bible. I will give you the key to the kingdom of heaven. What you lock on earth will be locked in heaven. And what you unlock on earth will be unlocked in heaven. You hold the key. You hold the key. I didn't want to do a whole day trying to tell you what binding and loosing is. So I'm just going to tell you quick here what I believe. Binding and loosing is the the keys or the authority to bind demons, disease, and to lose the prisoner of sin, addictions, and sickness from their bondages and captivity unto salvation. In other words, we act like Jesus did on this earth. Binding and loosing... Go read about Jesus. Just read about what Jesus did. That's binding and loosing. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, Jesus said. Luke 4, 18 and 19. But I say to you, when you believe that Jesus is the Son of the living God and are born again and are baptized in the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of the Lord, the same Spirit of the Lord will be upon you. The spirit-filled believer, because he has anointed you to proclaim the good news to the poor, he has sent you to proclaim liberty to the captives, and he sent you to bring recovery of sight to the blind. He sent you to set at liberty those who are oppressed. He sent you to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor, of course, in Jesus' name. You've been given the keys to the kingdom. Jesus has already finished the work on the cross. That is now released through you. So we limit, with our access, we limit what we receive. Because Jesus has given us the full, full, full package. God has given us power to lock and unlock the things of God in our lives. And the lives of others. Guys, Oakton is exploding right now. You're experiencing a breaking out of a revival. We're experiencing significant growth across this body. People are getting saved. People are getting water baptized. People are getting filled with the Holy Spirit on a regular basis. Last week, last month of April, we had 77 children Go to our children's church at least one time. Think about that. I'm doing a, a, yeah, give the Lord praise. I'm getting some movement today. Or the spirit is. We're doing a not meet the pastor. The Lord told me to change it to meet the church. And it's for people that want to know more about Oakton that are maybe newer 
But it's also for those that came to me and want to know more about membership because membership is to me something that's extra. That is, I want to go to the next level. We don't require it, but I want it. And so we kind of put it out there. We've been running 25 to 30-some every week. Man, that's, that's the biggest group I think I've had since I've been here. But people are hungry for the things of God. But it's because you guys are, you, the Lord's using you to bind and loose here on earth. That's why Lakin walked up to me and said, see you tomorrow at church, pastor. Because the parents, the church, the family, they're talking about the Lord, the binding and the loosing. And it's changing lives. I want to ask you guys, how many times last week did you lock Satan up and unlock the Holy Spirit in your life? Think about that. The Lord put that on my heart. I talked to you last week about practical living, allowing the Holy Spirit to use you in your life. I don't think we understand what that is sometimes. But that's what the Lord showed me today is that when we recognize Jesus as the Son of God and we're filled with the Holy Spirit and, and moving out, we are blessed. We have all authority. He has given a plan specifically for you. I'm looking around to see if Brittany Pyle's here, but but that still blesses my high mind when she comes to me, Pastor. Can we do a diaper distribution ministry? I thought I have absolutely no time to do that. The staff has no time to do it. But God put it on her heart. And I said, Jim, get back with her and tell her to do it. You lead it, though. And she got a few of you ladies together. And we went out there. And I just show up. And, and you guys prayed and ministered to more women in 30 minutes than I think I did the whole month. Again, because somebody recognized a plan that God had in their life to build the kingdom. And to, it had blessed her life. It blessed the church. It blessed many people. But do we recognize? And I got to thinking, do I even recognize? And so I began to be attentive, and I went back and looked, and, and I, we had a guest that's with us again today, and I praise God for him. And, and, and he needed some help after church last week, and and man, we went and talked, and I didn't know where he was at in the Lord. And I just asked him, do you, do you believe in Jesus? And then he began to share his heart with me. And he was born again, and, and he was looking for a church home. Man, we just had a time with the Lord just ministering into each and both of us. And he ministered to me probably more than I did him. Wednesday, I ministered to a man that's going through heavy attacks in his life, a godly man, and, and, and he's forgot that he holds the keys to the kingdom. And this guy knows it, and, and we were trying to pour into him and unlock that Holy Spirit and that life in his life again. And then I heard Joe talk about the middle school, middle school WCA on how young and women and children are coming out at school. And talking about Jesus, how they're binding and loosing. And then he talked about the high school on Thursday. Then I got a call to go pray with somebody about their family that were going into the hospital for checks. And just allow the Holy Spirit to minister to all of us. And again, 
It seems like when I go, I get ministered to more than, than what I think I give to see the faith and the power of God unlocked and unleashed in people's lives. Man, then the National Day of Prayer and, and Officer Cornell's working right now, but, or just got off, I think he's probably snoozing right now, but uh, forgive me if you're watching, or Officer, but he read the scripture at the National Day of Prayer. And then Brother Landon prayed and to see all the people come together and recognize God on the courthouse lawns of Lamar. The binding and the loosing that took place that day. Then on my day off, put the phone up, put things up. But a person came and said, man, I, I really need my place brush hogged. I said, I don't even own a brush hog. But the Lord made a way in a brush hog just a few acres. I used one of the church people's brush hog, and it blessed them tremendously. And I'm trying to give you little things, again, not to build me up, because, I, guys, I'll be honest with you, the longer I'm in this game, the more I realize I have nothing to do with the, the results Jesus does. I'm just a vessel. Gary always said it well growing up. Gary, you always said that, that you're just carrying the buckets of water that God's doing. In other words, we're just carrying the message and God's using us and he does all the, all these great things. The Lord really put on my heart and I'll close with this, but just in the simplest things. Do you guys realize you're binding and loosing when you just take the time to pray over your meal and recognize that Jesus is the son of the living God? It's that simple. And me and Karen do that without thinking in public. If we go to somebody's house and they don't, we do it under our breath not to embarrass them. But we recognize the son of the living God. It may be a tap on the table and grab each other's hands. And I'm not saying we're not in 100% of the time, but we're close. But just recognizing Jesus is the son of God. And boy and girl, if we're not recognizing Jesus is the son of God over our meals, then maybe we need to be taking a look at our hearts. So the praise team will come forward. When we recognize that Jesus is the Son of God and are baptized in the Holy Spirit, we're going to walk in God's blessing. We're going to see that plan. If you're miserable because you don't know what God has for you, he's got a plan. And I tell you to come up here and start praying for it. Because believers are full of joy and peace. And if you're not walking in joy and peace, you need to figure out why. He's given you all authority. He's given you power. He's given you the key to the kingdom. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Did you get that? The gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. The enemy likes to make you think you're defeated, but you're not. Again, 
When you allow the enemy to let make you think you're defeated, you've moved to a lower level because you hold the master key that brings you deliverance. So today, do you want to be born again if you're not? I pray that we're inviting people here. You know, I'm sad every week somebody's not born again because it tells me we're not inviting people in. Or we're not saving people then bringing them to church. But if you're here today and you want to be born again, that you recognize that Jesus is the Son of God now and you want that, I want you to come up this morning for prayer. Because God's going to bless you. He's going to show you the plan for his life. He's going to give you power and authority to accomplish it. But I think a lot of us today, we're battered and we're tossed around. And and James talks about that. But he says we're battered and chased and paced around because we don't recognize who the Son of God is. In other words, we don't realize we have the master key. And as Christians, we need to recognize that that God loves us more than anything in the world. And he wants to bless your life. He's got a plan for your life. Let me just say this to you. Let's read that, Jeremiah 29, 11. This is out of a children's Bible as well. But I know the plans I have for you. Put your name in there. Say your name. Announces the Lord. I want you to enjoy success. I do not plan to harm you, so if you think God's doing things to you, it's not God. You need to realize that Satan and get him under the feet and that you hold the master key. I will give you hope for the years to come. Are you hopeless? God gives you hope. Then you will call out to me. You'll come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. So when you come to these altars, you're not doing it for me. You're going because you want the Lord to hear your prayer. And he listens to you. When you look for me with all your heart, you will find me. So that puts it back on us. I've given you the master key, but you got to look for me with all your heart. And when you do, you will find me.